Hello and welcome to this episode of Demystified as we explore home cooking in a modern world. I'm Linda, I'm here with my friend Paul. Hello Paul. Hello Linda. How are you? It's Friday. It is Friday. It's late and on Friday it's, too. It's late Friday, it's been a long week for both of us. Yes, correct. Feeling good? Oh, I'm feeling stiff and sore to be honest. <laughs> but but hey, you're, you're vertical or not horizontal. That's, so that's true. Good. Bit of cooking today, not cooking, stone cooking, but bit of cooking today. So, yeah, it was nice to get back out in front of people and do all that sort of stuff. Yes, and uh, I'd like to do a big reach out to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Hello, Thank Jeff. you for writing into us and showing us some photos of your, uh, your pizza. And it did get me thinking, and it's something that I don't think we've talked about, but I know in the very early days of cooking with steam, mm-hmm. you bought a pizza stone. Correct. And I had spent in my uh, wayward youth some time working. I in think a, you bought it actually. Did I? But anyway. Oh, okay. Whatever. Well, I think it's ended up here. So. <laughs> is it? No, I think it's at your place. No, okay. it's here. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it's pizza one day. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. One at a time. One at a time. So it did get me thinking because I spent some of my wayward youth working down on the peninsula in a couple of different pizza parlors, mm. and they cooked uh now i know it could be a whole range of things which is why i'm bringing it up following jeff's lovely uh, email to us mm-hmm. in in a pizza oven i know the temperatures are vastly different and the and the the quantity mm-hmm. but they don't have pizza stones they just use pizza trays well it's where well, and they put them in on. cook and then they take yeah. it out take it off one pizza tray put that in it's, put it on another tray to serve it often yeah yeah okay so okay but now, this was maybe 200 years ago when I yep. was a teenager, but I'm just wondering if you have an oven mm-hmm. and you want to uh, make a pizza because they're great for yeah, particularly yeah. these weekends. And, and especially snacks. making your own is always uh, better. It is. Always better. And I actually, do you know what? Jeff has inspired me. I'm going to make some pizzas this weekend. Oh, wow. But to answer your question, you're, you're both Sorry, right and wrong. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, so first up, what I would like to say is I am, as it stands, not the hugest fan of pizza. Put that cards on the table. I don't mind pizza, mm-hmm. but it's not something that I crave. Like every now and very rarely will I go, oh, I just, I can't be bothered. I'll just get a pizza. Like sometimes. Yeah, I'm right? the same. Yeah, I'm, I love them, but I don't go now, yeah, out of my way. I've got to say my opinion did change the first time I went to Italy and had proper pizza in Italy and I was like okay now I get it I understand and I what I do understand more so than anything else is, is it is all about the dough now in the scenario of cooking a pizza and what you're talking about there are two very different methods I suppose of cooking pizza one is electric the other is wood fired now in the scenario of an electric oven what you're talking about which is probably down on the peninsula I'm tipping, would have been an electric oven. Yes. Um, well, this was 200 and, years ago. And generally, pizza cooking is done at a much higher yes. temperature. It's yes. meant to be a very quick cook. So Seven minutes, I think, from memory. Well, in a, if you actually... Actually, there was a guy, and I saw it on a cooking show, something like that. He'd gone and won the best pizza in the world or some palavra or whatever. I, I can't remember what it was. Um and I don't think he was Italian, and he certainly wasn't working in Italy, but he done, entered some pizza contest. 
the thing with his pizza was it was cooked in 90 seconds. Oh, wow. And it may well have been less. So he would get hit and it was in wood fire and he would get his oven that hot that it would cook that quickly. And this sort of leads to what Jeff was contacting us about amongst the myriad of other things. Good photos, Jeff. Um, pizza cooking in your oven, and Jeff has highlighted this too, it can be a little bit tricky because ideally you want to cook it super fast because I do think that that yields the best end result. Now, what most people will do in their oven, and a lot of ovens these days have a pizza function um, built into the oven. So not a recipe as such, but a pizza function. A lot of ovens will have pizza functions. And generally, just so the punters at home know, um, it's generally a bottom heat element, okay? And a bottom heat element only. And you cook towards the bottom of the oven. So you would put your rack right down the bottom of the oven. And you, you would, if you have a pizza stone, you would put that right down the bottom of the oven. And the idea is the heat coming from the base will give you that crispy base end result. In the case of a pizza stone, well, actually, I might backtrack. In the electric ovens that you used to work with down in the peninsula, they're almost more akin to like, if you can imagine, and it's not a sandwich press, but you're getting heat from the top and the bottom, mm-hmm. but extreme heat. Now, what I will say is, is the pizza I had in Italy was absolutely sensational, no doubt. Funnily enough, running a very, very, very close second to the best pizza I've ever eaten was in Auckland, New Zealand. And I found this tiny little place that sat maybe 10 people at best. And it was a Japanese guy who had opened this minuscule little pizza restaurant. And you wouldn't, I couldn't tell you where it is. I got no idea. And he had messed with the electronics of his electric oven. And I was convinced the first time I went there that these were wood-fired pizzas. I was absolutely convinced. And he had messed with the thermostats and everything else in his oven so he could get his electric oven to about 500 degrees centigrade. And these pizzas were out of this world good. Like, I actually, for a moment, was sitting there going, this is Italy. Were you taken there or did you stumble across No, I was taken there. Okay. And then subsequently, I I was in New Zealand for about two weeks. And I think at that... Over those two weeks, I reckon I ate there about six times. And I don't <laughs> like pizza. It was that good. Did you try different ones? or you Yeah, just yeah I tried different ones. Okay. But it, it was really all about how beautifully they were cooked and how good the dough was. And this guy perfected his art. And that's all he did, right? He didn't mess with anything else. And that, it was like old school. You know, your choice of wine was Chianti or Chianti. That's it. And do you want beer? There's just beer. Like one choice of beer, one choice of wine. And it was brilliant. And the pizzas were so good. Like so, so good. But the electric ovens generally work that you have heat in the bottom and heat in the top. So you're getting a bit of dual heat action happening um, to cook your pizza faster. And I don't know if you remember, but I remember going to pizza restaurants back in the day and they would be on a... Conveyor. Conveyor. Yes. And that was timed as such that they would cook to the Mm -hmm. perfect degree by the time they came out the other end of the conveyor. Yes. Depended on the dough that you had and all the rest of it. So in an oven at home, we don't have a conveyor, right? And generally, the pizza isn't sitting close enough to either the top or the bottom of the oven to give that sort of heat press from both sides. And so what most manufacturers have done or people that have pizza functionality in their oven, it's generally the bottom 
element and you're hoping to get a crisp on the base. That's the whole purpose, right? You want the heat coming from the bottom to crisp the base and then obviously the heat transfer will do the rest of the job on top of the pizza to cook the cheese and, well not cook the cheese, but melt the cheese and get everything else cooked. In the case of a pizza stone, I find them useful because I think it does work better. Now, Jeff, in his email, has sort of suggested that he's ditched that idea and he uses the top head element. Okay, so essentially like the grill element, because he can get it hotter, okay, because it's the only exposed element in most ovens, whereas the bottom head element is covered by a sheet of metal, which is the base of the oven. And you can probably get it a little bit closer to the heat source, which means for him, now I haven't thoroughly read his email, but it means for him rather than cooking it for nine minutes, which he was previously, I think he's maybe down to three or four. So he's getting a faster cook. I still query the base results, but if he's happy with it, who cares? The thing with the pizza stone is you have to heat the pizza stone with the oven. Okay, so you can't preheat your oven and then put your pizza stone in because you'll crack the pizza stone because they're generally porous and after various amounts of time they'll get water in them and it just will go into... It's like putting a super cold glass under running hot water. It just cracks or vice versa. So when you go to do pizza, put your pizza stone in the oven cold and heat the oven. Now, we've talked about oven preheating a lot Mm -hmm. recently and before. Yes. Um, Particularly at these temperatures. So we're talking about 230 degrees and above. Now... Most people that have a combi steam oven, it will max out at about 230 degrees. And there's a reason for that. It's about silicon gaskets and silicon seals on the light fittings. And there's a lot of other things. And generally the tolerance for silicon gaskets and seals and things which are in combi steam ovens is about 230 degrees, which is why they don't go any higher. In pyrolytic ovens, some, not all, but you can get up to 275, 280 degrees centigrade. So if you have a pyrolytic oven, pizza may well be fractionally better if you did it in your or your non-steam oven. That said, we did, I have done several pizzas in combi steam oven, even in your minuscule combi steam oven, and they were really quite good. And I actually used steam to help transfer the heat a little bit now i'd have to refer back and think back and look back to know the actual time that it took and probably as i say it's probably a fraction longer but nonetheless were the results good enough for us to include it as a recipe on the website yeah they were um but i would say that i'm still keen on having your pizza stone in your oven cold preheating and when i say preheat like Generally, we've said that once your oven's up to temperature, give it a minimum of 10 minutes afterwards. I would give it like 15 to 20. Like get that thing cranking hot. Like don't open the door, don't do anything. And when you do open the door to put your pizza in, it is literally open, put it in close. But hang on, hang on. You've got a pizza with some topping on Mm -hmm. and you've got a really hot surface that's in the oven and a really hot oven. Yeah. How do you, without taking it out, putting it on a cold surface... And then being very gentle with your pizza dough and topping. Yeah. How do you get it onto the okay. stone yeah. while it's in situ? Yeah. So there's several ways you can do it. And your best friend in that situation, and I know exactly what you're saying. So you make your pizza on your nice Caesar stone bench top, let's just say, right? And it's sitting there and then you're now like, well, I don't have a paddle. Now, 
you can buy paddles, right? So it looks like a paddle and you generally scoop yeah. it up and chuck it in. What do you do? How do you manage it? How do you get the pizza from where it actually currently is mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. where you need it to be? So if you have a large platter, not a platter, but yeah, a large plate, a re- large round dinner plate with a flat surface, turn it upside down, that's a good start. Anything with a super flat surface, okay? okay. So even a small chopping board. Now remember, pizzas don't have to be round, right? This no. is This is the first thing, right? So you don't need to sit there and make your dough perfectly round. Yes, the stone's round, but they don't, the best thing about homemade pizzas is they don't have to be perfect, right? Two things you, that you can use if you've got in your if you've got in your cupboard, one is semolina, and if you don't have semolina, most people will have couscous. And if you lay down a little bit of couscous, what you'll find is that anything that you put your pizza on, if you've got some couscous underneath it, when you're taking your pizza, let's say on the upside down dinner plate to your oven, if it's on couscous, it will just roll off. So you use couscous to help the pizza roll off onto the um, stone surface and not similar, burn, you, burn your hand in the process yeah semolina yeah. works in the same way um, okay. but you might need like a coarser grain semolina generally the semolina I have at home is fine but semolina works flour you won't get the same result no because there's not enough yeah so a little okay. bit of couscous a little bit okay. of semolina or a mixture of both or some flour and semolina yeah. or some flour and couscous or whatever but that will help whatever you're using as the your transportation vehicle to get the pizza. And I think a chopping board's good, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be a big no. behemoth chopping board, but like the little one that you've got sitting over yeah. your sink mm-hmm. would be ideal. Okay. It's super flat. And then all you do is hold, open the door, hold the chopping board and pull the pizza from the back. So what is now the back of the pizza yeah. in. And just make sure you haven't got other racks in your oven, telescopic runners. You just want your bottom rack, your stone, and that's it. And then get it in there quick, close the door. And you can have successful pizza Can cooking. you Can you now, put it on baking paper and put the baking paper in? Uh, well, yes, the you could. The edges will burn, yeah, but, yeah. The, but that's okay. Yes, you could. Um, I know it's creating a bit of a layer between the stone yeah. and the pizza, but... Yeah. Uh, I have, speaking from someone who has burns burnt, themselves I have, all the time. I have got burn marks permanently on my yeah. top of my uh, forefinger on my right hand from... But if you're a keen pizza cook, get a paddle. Like, they're super cheap. And all you do is essentially, like, put your pizza on the paddle. You can make your pizza on the paddle. Yeah, and then slide it off. And then slide it off. With the... Uh, yeah, but there are other ways around it. Yes, you can do baking paper. The only thing is, is that... It can sweat a little, so you're not going to... Because remember, there's moisture in the yeah. dough, so you're maybe not going to get that okay. super crispy base. But it depends what you're looking for from a pizza, right? Are you looking for absolute total perfection? And if you are, to be honest with you, you can't beat wood fight. And that's going onto bricks, generally, or a brick-type surface with a super hot, mm. super hot coals... And the shape of a wood-fired oven is really important too, right? So that dome shape actually helps move the temperature around. So you can play with the way that your pizza is cooking depending on where it is in the oven. It's not just the proximity to the fire. It's actually the air, mo- the natural movement of the air in a pizza oven actually gives you a good indication of where you should be cooking your pizza. And you saw, you'll see good pizza makers, they'll actually rotate the pizza in the oven. Um, and it's just a change what's happening but good i think good pizzas are 90 seconds wood fired oven boom 
away you go. It's funny, I know you said that you like the bass. When Doug's Norwegian uncle was out, the first time I can remember, he we took him, uh, we had pizza one night, you know, Victoria bit of beer and uh, pizza, and we just got one with a lot. We had a, you know, we weren't sure what they liked because yeah. they, they live in Spain, but they were from Norway originally. And they and we got Supreme and you know other things. He could not believe his eyes when he saw the Supreme pizza from just the local pizza shop. Could not believe his eyes and wanted it two out of the three nights that he was staying with us that first trip. Mm-hmm. He just it can't be that good. He said it can't. We said, it's just a pizza. He's like no no it can't be that good. The second night sat there happy as ate a, ate a Supreme all on his own. Yeah, for mine loved it. With that, I mean we're getting into talking about sort of pizza toppings and stuff like that for mine less is more well for me and, less and, is and more. i'm very much a fan of like if you have a very good solid foundation which is your base and your source you need very little to make that good and i think basil mozzarella and at best maybe some like nice fiery hot salami yeah, that's or my something favorite like that. that is my favorite that hands is, down that'll that's sort it. of do me but I mean and I'm not opposed to I mean some, a couple of really nice pizzas I've had have been that, that sort of um, caramelised onion and, and potato with a bit yeah, of rosemary yeah. That's that works quite well but I think when you're doing your toppings on your pizza especially if you're making your own dough at home generally the dough's a lot more softer and pliable than let's say a shop bought pizza um, less is more like well, the, the you'll good- get a better end result you won't make it stodgy like you know there's nothing worse than a stodgy pizza base if you ask me like it just doesn't appear it's like a bad base on a lemon tart like it ruins the lemon tart well the uh the good folk over at ikarusi in east brunswick where we used to be Mm -hmm. they make uh, dessert pizzas as well which are quite funny but uh they make great pizzas yeah and uh i mean everyone's got their favorite right and it's a it's a everyone has their favorite little place yeah but uh, but do it at home, like it's yeah, okay. and it's quite satisfying too, actually, like making pizza, and it's something you could do with the kids. So I'm actually thinking, I know my little fella's going to be at home this weekend, so I'm actually thinking we might do a bit of a pizza making session. Um, the difference being is what I will do, and it's only because I can, is I actually will probably I'm going to try mine on my barbecue outside. Okay. And um, if your little fellow says, hey, Dad, I want some pineapple on my pizza, is he allowed? He's or the customer. A... The customer oh. is always right. Oh, okay. So one, one lesson that I always learnt when I left working in a very successful restaurant and I moved to the country to be a head chef and have a go at trying to make a name for myself is the restaurant owner said to me, he goes, just don't be a tool. If a customer asks for their steak well done, give it to them. And it was a, wasn't that wasn't just the lesson, but it was like if the customer wants it, what harm is it bringing you to give you what the customer wants? So if my little fella decides that he would like pineapple on his pizza, go for it. Excellent. I'm not going to eat it, but he can. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, and Excellent. I think and that's the thing. Like we often get, especially sometimes with some of the food that I do, I can get a bit traditional about it all especially around French I'm very like no, no. steak tartare no. has to be this and this you? has to be this no. um, but that's 
But that's, that's I think pizzas. that's a, I think that's a bit different. But, but with pizzas, I am very much like, no, you want it, you do it. My suggestion would be is less is more. Buy better ingredients. So buy really good quality ingredients. So when you're buying the mozzarella for your pizza, don't buy the pre-shredded rubbish that comes in a plastic bag from the supermarket. Go to a deli and buy a proper ball of mozzarella and your pizza will be tenfold better. And because it's tenfold better, you will enjoy it more and you won't have to eat as much to get satisfied. There you are. There it is. It's my Friday well, there you are. So, speech uh, on pizza. Well, we didn't think we'd talk for that long on pizza, but here we are. So thank you for that. And thank you for Jeff for the suggestion. And happy cooking, everybody. And happy cooking. Happy weekend. Happy weekend. And give pizzas a go, particularly in this, well, weekend fair. Yeah, it's why not? weekend fair. Yeah, I was going to say colder, but it's not yeah. even colder. And it's it's not, just great. Not Anytime. Yeah. Even outside, sitting there. Fantastic. Flour, water, yeast, a little bit of olive oil. Easy. Too easy. Yeah. Lovely. Thanks, Paul. Take care. Happy cooking, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe. And for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.